You're listening to That Great Mank Pod, Greater Manchester's community podcast. Top one, our kid. Hi, and welcome to another episode of That Great Mank Pod. This is an extra special episode to tie in with the Mank Spirit Arwigan Festival. It was great to have the Northern Soul legend that is Russ Wynn Stanley, the man that introduced the All-Nighters at Wigan Casino on location when we were filming Casino the film. As we already had the writer of the film, Joe Walsh, there, this seemed like too good an opportunity to miss. Please enjoy When Joe Met Russ. Hi, uh, my name's Joe Walsh, I'm the writer of Casino. Uh, very pleased to have Russ Winstanley with us today. Would you like to introduce yourself, say hello? Hi, uh, yeah, it's great to be here as well. Um, I am uh, Russ Winstanley, the guy actually uh, started the Wigan Casino All Nighters back in uh, September 23rd, 1973. Good heavens, And we ran a, an incredible eight years until December 6, 81, when. Um, the owners of the casino, the Wigan Council, decided that they wanted to uh, extend the Civic Centre and um, have to pull the casino down and uh, unfortunately, well, okay, that never happened. Um, so it's just uh, a shame that that happened. But the wonderful thing is there was um, over uh, two million people visited Wigan Casino in the eight years and um, as Lots of um, all-nighters knocking around and everything, but I was at a capacity of around three, three and a half thousand people. And also, um, uh, one of the things that happened at the casino was the fact that um, we also had early sessions every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. So um, that was, um, you know, helpful to people who lived in Wigan or couldn't come to all-nighters and everything. So we did between 12 and 14,000 people a week through the doors, which is more than Wigan would be and Wigan Athletics in nine. But the, it's just the memories, the music, oh, just incredible. And, and the people, and so friendly. It was just, just brilliant. Um, and really, you know, it's kept going and kept going. I've um, <laughs> to the world doing discos as far away as Cyprus and even uh, somebody phoned me up and said do you travel for uh, doing uh, a disco for us? I said yeah we're alright, Dubai <laughs> what? so yeah going to Dubai and then everybody there were the people who went to England Street about 500 people um, and even putting events on now over in, uh, in Detroit, the home of Motown, and working with, I'm um, actually starting working with Motown because they're expanding the Motown Museum. And um, they've asked me to help them out uh, on the, the British side of things as well. And also the uh, in, infamous Motown expert for uh, BBC Radio. So it's just amazing. That's probably spent about um, 15 years on radio as well. But um, it's the music, it's the people, it's just absolutely wonderful, the memories. Um, and it's fabulous to see uh, youngsters here today enjoying themselves as they do when we put the uh, events on uh, everywhere else. We put the events on like at Butler's, got 8,000 people in it over the weekend. You know? It's wonderful. But um, yeah, uh, to have you know, done that, I started liking Northern Soul around 1971. Um, got into it, started DJing myself. We started playing a few more of the Northern type things at different events as that in Wigan. Then I became um, uh, 
and that's out to the 7th of 2 in uh, we're going to be rugby club and we do three nights and we specialise on a Friday night doing Northern Sun and um, I started collecting records and getting records across from America because my uncle was working in America so he found it easy to, to find the stuff and everything so um, he was uh, sending me records across from the States and um, it was amazing the fact that obviously people would come along and travel a long way to hear records you couldn't hear anywhere else so we got that as well as playing the records that they did know um, but um, yeah I started playing them and set up a, a store in a, a mail order company and then it got so busy on the Fridays um, at Wigan Rugby League and I heard that the torch in Stoke was finishing and um, I hadn't worked at Wigan Casino but I'd been there and um, that had like two rooms, three thousand and a fabulous sprung dance floor. Uh, so I went to the guy at it, Jay Marshall, and um, he wasn't too in dealing with the idea. They were doing a lot of great business there, a lot of rock nights, a few pub nights as well. So initially he wasn't really that bothered. Initially he wasn't bothered. Luckily he had a, a youngish um, manager called Mike Walker, who was about similar age to me. So we ended up compromising. He said, well, we're rock nights at two o'clock, so we'll, we'll try it after two on a Saturday. And um, <clears throat> I said, okay, then. So I was then doing the early night at the beer counter, taking the equipment up to the casino, uh, doing till eight o'clock in the morning, and then doing living which was at lunchtime on the Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, we had nearly 700 in on the first night, 75 p each which he put up to a quid a week. And um, it was amazing. Uh, initially, we had an agreement that um, we go 50-50 on the admission charge, but um, he said, no, he said, um, you can have 50 quid. Well, the, um, the average um, wage was about £12 a week then. So I said, yeah, fine, <laughs> take it. Yeah, I'll take it. Not knowing what was really going to happen. And then it just got bigger and bigger, better. We put acts on, artists on, guest DJs on. It was just absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Did you know what it was going to be sort of in that first week? Did you have the idea that this is going to be huge, like infamous as it's today? I felt and hoped it would, but I don't think anybody could say yes yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, the best thing was that I was getting records across from the States and the Ellis which meant that we were getting after a few months, um, <clears throat> regular coaches from like Portsmouth, Plymouth, Aberdeen, etc. So you knew you were doing something right and by doing the early nights uh, during the week. Um, that was keeping the people in Wigan, you know, really into it. And if they weren't 18, then they could come to some of the early sessions, you know. But there was, there was no drink on the I mean, it's, it says a lot, doesn't it? Because I guess nowadays, you know, you've got an event on you've got social media, stuff like that, and that's how the word spreads. But back then, you know, how, how did the word spread? Well, luckily, we had a magazine called Blues and Soul. Right. And um, we used to take uh, adverts in there, and I had the mail order in uh, business first. And then um, I advertised it in Blues and Soul. And then, as it was getting very popular, Andy Peebles at Piccadilly Radio asked me to go out to Sunday nights with him, playing down the sun, so that helped. But yeah, we kept up the advertising and the reason so, and we got a lot of cover. 
and then everybody was just amazed. Um, I mean, it was very funny. I think the only bad thing about being Northern South was using the word Northern because people down south and uh, London and everything, they used to think, um, oh, it's only popular up there, and I love it down here. And that even affected us when we had the, the record label and everything because um, um, I remember one of our big records, Tag Pass You By, uh, we, we did a, 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 a triple EP release with Tag Pass You By, I'm on my way, and I'm after the it's all over. And uh, they phoned us up to say we got in the charts in the 43, and I could see the classics records with him. Wow, great. Ten minutes later, they phoned back and said, Sorry, we're not today. It's, uh, it's only selling north of Birmingham, so we're not getting any service. Well, hang on, what's the problem? No, you can't do that. And then again, it was it was silly because the record sales were generally registered at places like Woolworths and WH Smith, whereas our records were selling in sort of like uh, the major record shops, which, which weren't always, you know. But we, uh, we did about 12 releases and never sold less than 50,000 copies. And um, only got once into the charts. And then I met Tommy Hunt and um, we did a couple of records with him, cracking up all the yellow and all these inside and, um, and charted with those. And it was just um, amazing, putting loads of acts on, your favourite acts like Edward Starr, Martha Reeves and, and people like that. It's just, just incredible and just having so many happy faces coming. I bet there's some stories you could tell. Certainly, <laughs> yes. Certainly, uh, yeah, it was amazing. But the funny thing was a lot of people used to come and... Um, they bring a, a change of clothes yeah. and they'd be dancing and got so hot, sweating, everything. And then you just go up the road, two of the jams away to Wigan Baths and get changed at home, you know. And the only bad thing um, that the police said that ever happened was that a few uh, bottles of milk got pinched from some of the uh, fronts of the shops in the centres of Wigan, you know. But that was about the only thing that, yeah. that, that, that happened. But um, yeah, to have so many people. You know, coming through the, the, the door, and so many people enjoying it, and um, getting Wigan, you know, always born and bred in Wigan, so getting Wigan uh, so popular for something um, like this, and everybody just remembered it forever. 1977, Granada did um, um, a documentary, around 21 million people watched that, which was absolutely astounding. The worst thing was when they started filming, they put loads of white lights on, so they thought, you know, because we're using like that, yeah. you know, we used to have just having two blue UV lights. You know. And one record that um, uh, I managed to, to find, I heard there was a, a record by Frank Wilson called Did I Love You, but um, uh, had never come out. And uh, Edwin Starr and some of the other guys were over uh, in England and they were working for us. And I said, just have a look if you can see anything on this. So uh, Edwin went have a look and through the, the post I got this, this record called Do I Love You? <laughs> Which was absolutely uh, amazing. And um, about six months ago it sold for 100,000 pounds. So this was my original copy of it. With the, proper label and everything. And Frank Wilson was joining Motown, he'd recorded that in Los Angeles, and um, he, uh, 
uh, Barry Gordy was in charge, said, I, I don't want any more singers, I just want uh, my producers and writers. He said, well, I've just recorded Do I Love You, and it's ready for going out to the radio stations, it's 500 copies. So well, they saw 499 of them, and keep one downstairs here. And funny enough, I actually phoned Frank to check that was true. And um, he said, um, yeah, he said, so I don't know you know about Do I Love You. I, I, I said, well, actually, yeah, well, I've... Um, he said, it, it's uh, the only copies downstairs here in the, uh, in the vaults of Montau. I said, no, it's over here in Wigan. He said, where the hell's Wigan? Yeah, so uh, there's ma many stories of great records that we, we broke and everything. And um, I suppose in some ways it was great that we were mainly more northern than southern, and yet they couldn't capitalise on yeah. it too much. But um, it just went, I had a, a break when it finished in 81, um, because um, I, I couldn't see any other place as good as Wing Casino. Mm. And then when it got up to, when we finished December 6, 81, um, and then when it got up to like 25 years of it, I thought, oh, well, I'd like it doing a book, so we did the Soul Survivors book, and um, as from the 25th year, etc., and I brought out a, a CD on Telstar that charted and got a silver disc for that, and um, started putting acts on again. And because everybody like grown up, their kids are grown up, the, the whole scene shot together again at the, uh, the end of the 90s and everything, so it was superb. And then it's just, ever since then, it's just grown and yeah. grown. And I've been, um, you know, everywhere, putting events on in this country and abroad and everything. And it's just, it's just amazing. Uh, I've been so lucky that um, it's all worked so well and made so many great friends with really. Do you feel like it's sort of managed to make quite a renaissance, it's sort of managed to come back and stuff like that. I mean, it's never yeah. really gone, but... You no, know. uh, really, the, the renaissance, um, it was still going a bit after the casino, but um, about from the 25th anniversary onwards, and people came back because, funny enough, a lot of the young, the youngsters on, they were there at the casino in the 20s, yeah. and then they probably settled down, yeah. had the kiddies, and then 15 years later, they could leave the kids on the road and they came out again. So yeah. it was it was really another thing at the right time. So what's, so what's it like seeing it now, sort of the scene nowadays? The scene is just absolutely brilliant. Um, it's just one of those things that if you're on your own anywhere uh, and there's a non-soul event on, you can go in and you can just say, hey, you okay? And you can, you can have a, a chat ever. You know, it's like Wigan Casino, whereas... There was never a fight, for, yeah. you know, over two million people, never a fight any any time. Somebody bumps into somebody and said, oh, that sorry, you know, yeah. oh, where are you from? I'm from somebody. <laughs> oh, come out and sit down and that's 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 that was the whole thing. The atmosphere, the feeling, the beautiful music they played, the way they danced. Yeah. Um, and it was great. And, and to be in charge of something that happened in the hometown, you know, is just absolutely fabulous. Um, and to... You know, to be covering it today, especially for this event, you know, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I'm sure a lot of people uh, will be coming up to you thanking you. <laughs> well, it's lovely when that happens, it really is, and it's great that it worked. You know? yeah. um, I put so many events on at the rugby club, and then Newtown British Legion, and then other venues, and then Wigan Casino, and then I've 
put them on, you know, writing everywhere. It's just been brilliant to be able to enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. It's just been and that's a dancing career, isn't it? That's, that's right. And you, again, it just introduces more friends and more people yeah. like yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's a perfect um, that's a perfect example, isn't it? I know we sort of had a little bit of a dance before, yeah. uh, a lot of the acts and stuff like that, and a lot of them, you know, may have like listened to Nova so I'm not really dance or anything like that, but it's, I mean, for me anyway, I, I'm not much of a dancer, but, you know, my mum and dad got me into it, and the music is so infectious, isn't it? And being able to see everybody get up on a dance floor, and it's not, I mean, for me anyway, it never feels like anybody's judging you for how a dancer, right? It's just that you enjoy yourself, and I think that's the, and that's I, the main thing. Again, the thing is the same, and people dancing and things, and then uh, when we used to do the um, lunchtime at the rugby club, um, <laughs> before I finished doing that for the casino and people say I can't believe this there's, there's people coming out of place and down so taxes are warming up and you get like you know a few dozen blokes dancing up they're dancing on their own they're not dancing with women you know and it's just funny you know when you think back to 1973 that things like that happened you know um, and it's just a great way of, of Wigan coming back on the, the map, you know, it's been fantastic with Wigan Rugby, Wigan Athletic, etc. and the pier at Wigan. Um, but for um, the, um, the casino and all and so on to uh, happen in Wigan, it's just perfect. Just before we finish as well, uh, we were talking before about a certain story to do with Tainted Love. Oh, It'd be great. <laughs> Tell us a story again, because yeah. it's absolutely brilliant. We used to play a lot of records that weren't played anywhere else. That's why people would come and travel to see you and, and to hear certain records. And um, Tainted Love by Gloria Jones uh, was very popular. In fact, I uh, had her on it um, uh, at Desk about two years ago. She's still living in, in uh, she's living in Africa working for uh, the charity of Mark Holman. She used to work with Mark Holman. Uh, one of the guys used to go and say, oh, come on, let's play Tainted Love again. Okay, then, yeah, fine. My name's Mark. Okay, then, Mark. And then he'd come each week and they said, um, hey, uh, you know, I always come asking me for Tainted Love. That's right. I said, well, I've, I've uh, got together with my mate. Um, I'm from St. Paul with my mate David Ball from uh, Blackpool. And we've, we've recorded it. I said, oh, great. You know, well done, mate. Yeah. He said, uh, I'll bring you uh, a cassette. So he brought me a cassette. See, we called ourselves Soft Sound. <laughs> so next, they were number one. And the uh, record was in the American charts, still longer than any other record for 18 months that there's ever been. And just to uh, have things like that. And, um, you know, you, you, you had uh, people like Pete Waterman, who were big known soldiers. And then I've been working with people like Paul Weller, who's always been a, a known soldier. Ocean Coliseum, yeah. and still touring with Madness now, you know. It's just it's just wonderful the way the whole thing works out and it puts itself together. It's been horrible this last year with the uh, the Covid situation, you know. Never experienced anything like it, but now we should be all getting back. And... Um, back into the way that we feel and into the music and it'll just be again wonderful for uh, people to get into it and like you said you know my uh, two daughters um, love the music and lots of the youngsters are getting into it again now for something a bit different yeah I mean I think especially when I'm so you know funk disco stuff like that Motown it's it's got such a heavy influence on the music today hasn't it you, know, you might listen to a song um, and you can even like 
and a lot of tracks have been sampled. I mean, the perfect example is Tainted Love, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's, it's talked to a whole new, different generation of people listening to soft sound stuff like that. And then, you know, I think there's another cover, isn't there? Um, Do you know, I, I'm guessing you haven't been doing any DJing or anything like that while Covid's been going and stuff like that? No, Do you well, you... not at all, except a little bit on um, like Zoom. Oh, yeah. Nothing, you know, yeah. not properly. Well, do you know like, when your next one's going to be? Um, probably um, within the, uh, the next few weeks, but nobody wants to say too much. <laughs> it's still hard to say. In, uh, in September, we're, uh, we got events for the anniversary at a place called Charles Dickens in Wigan, so that's always uh, very good. And then um, I'm with uh, Madness in, in December at nine. I think that's already been so late. Complete their own soul venues, well, you know. Um, but um, yeah, you can't wait to get out to meet people. It's just so lovely to people and everybody down to us. Oh, thank you very much for coming along to having a it's, it's amazing to see and thank you for bringing all these I mean this is amazing there. No <laughs> did you did you know that it was you know when you, when you picked it up did you know it was going to be what it was it's, it's an absolute classic isn't it you know what I mean <laughs> no way like, I, I can't imagine listening to that for the first time you know what I mean nobody else that's why the great side of it I love you which is um, as the sweet as the day is goodbye uh, oh it's not that good <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, wait, you know but the Probably again, one of my favourite records is Time to Pass You By, mm. and it wouldn't break at the time because it was a little bit slow. Mm. So I, I'd, I'd got the last record, I wanted certain records to be weak casino ones, and I had the only copy of them on my way, and I wanted people to finish off on a high yeah. instead of like slowing things down. So I played it on my way. And then the second year, I thought, hmm, well, if I've got something, yeah, I'll tell you what. Time of passing by, which I love to bits, and the words are incredible. I put that behind and on my way, so that broke it. And then I introduced one after tonight again yeah. uh, for that. And even after that, one called I Got to Pieces, Jerry Granger, which are another slower one. Um, so it's just brilliant to be able to say, you know, those were weekly casinos, three before eight. Yeah. And on the very last night, the night, the only night I never ever wanted to go to Wigan Casino. Um, we were finishing at nine, and um, at nine o'clock, um, I booked uh, long after tonight's all over. And um, as it was coming into um, time passing by, there was a clapping. No, no, no. And then uh, play the three, nobody would move off the dance floor. And so I had to play them all three times, and it was no, no, tears. People were crying, I was crying, then I said. And so to break the spell, I played Dylan Hubby as the last ever record. I started packing all my records up. 
got off the stage, got in the car, and drove up to Rivington, just looking over um, some beautiful countryside. And brought me out. Oh, no, that's brilliant. Because that is that's that's people, you know. They're not the child of both, they're sort of the youth, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Thousands of people that I thought I might never see again. Yeah. I bet you're so glad that it's sort of. Oh, that was the amazing. Fantastic. Really, you got it back again. Yeah. But I didn't want it to be like when the casino shut, I didn't want it to be a second rate wing casino yeah. and it to like tail off. Yeah. Um, so it was so great from 97 onwards um, that um, so many great nights and weekends and venues around the world started. And one final question, just leading off from that, what is sort of your hopes for Northern Soul in the future? I just hope there's more people like the age of yourself who uh, start enjoying it, and I think they will do because they're uh, usually looking for something a bit different yeah, to dance to than you know what everybody else. Like. Yeah. That's how we started in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, so thank you so much. No problem. Yeah, that's it. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys.